International rugby coverage on the Country Sport Breakfast is proudly brought to you by Access Solutions, elevating you and your business to a higher level. New Zealand Herald rugby writer Gregor Paul's written um, an exclusive article this morning about Super Rugby Pacific. Celebrating late last year after it was agreed New Zealand and Australia would commit to the competition until 2030. But now the Australians are reneging on key features of the deal they signed. Gregor, good morning. Good morning. What's going on? Good question. <laughs> well, look, I think what, what's happened here is there was a, an agreement reached at the end of last year. Well, went, yay! Super Rugby Pacific sorted it all out. You know, Australia had been suggesting that they you know, they weren't committed to the competition beyond this year. So they get together for six months, they get in a room, they knock it all out, they bash away, they come up with an agreement, they sign it. Well, here we are now, nothing's happened. And all the things that were supposed to have happened to, to drive this competition forward, to start rebuilding an audience, to start re-engaging fans, well, Australia decided they didn't overly like what they signed and are trying to retrospectively change a few things. Austra- Rugby Australia have now got a new boss, haven't they, since the signing of that agreement? Well, that's part of the complication here, is that, the, uh, as I understand it, uh, the chair of Rugby Australia is claiming that a lot of the detail in the agreement wasn't put in front of him or the board by the chief executive who's now no longer there. Now, that seems implausible to everybody and highly unlikely, but nevertheless, that's where they're at with those sorts of claims going on. Uh, there is a wee bit of a problem at the moment because rugby still don't have a, a, a CEO and they're looking to put one into play and that's not helping. But look, hopefully, these things can get very tedious uh, and they can be complicated and irritating, but they are important. They have to be right, and particularly with Super Rugby because we all know it's had a fairly troubled history recently. Uh, and it's not quite right at the moment either. What are some of the things that, do you know of some of the things that they want to, to renege on or want changed? Yeah, look, what they decided to do was create an independent uh, commission, it was called, uh, to try and take some of the day-to-day running of the competition away from Sanzar, uh, which is actually affected by the national unions, and say, look, you've got enough on your plate trying to just deal with the world. Why don't we set up a new thing? And it can it can make some independent decisions for Super Rugby. Take it away, you know, from just being an extended All Black trial, an extended Wallaby trial, so that we're not pandering to international rugby all the time. This competition does things that's right for the fans, does things that's right for Super Rugby. So everyone goes, yeah, that's a really good idea. This thing can, um, you know, it, it can drive some marketing, some promotion. It can look at rules and regulations. Uh, it can't. Look, and, and it can look at things like raising some communal sponsorship money. So, you know, like there's one naming rights sponsor for the whole tournament in both New Zealand and Australia. That seems sensible. What it can't do is major issues such as change eligibility laws, decide how many teams are in the competition, uh, kick teams out if it felt like. Can't do anything like that. That was the idea. Everyone said really good, but now the Aussies have decided that they don't want that. They pretty much just want to carry on how it is under the... Uh, administration of Sanzar, and look, I think after 27 years of that, everyone's of the view that's not a good idea, that doesn't work, the competition's stuck, but the Aussies want to go back to that. And there's a bit of inequity in the competition too, there's a bit of a gulf between, say, the top tier teams and and the bottom teams as well, particularly out of Australia. Yeah, and look, that's another thing, so if you put an independent commission in, it would definitely not have the power to, to do much about that. That would be issues that would remain with the national unions. They would have to determine 
you know, things like eligibility will have a factor on changing the inequity in the competition. Things like a draft. Uh, these, again, will sit with national unions. But you need to get this independent part right first to start driving, um, you know, marketing the competition properly, getting fans back into the stadiums, getting the broadcast audience up first. So it was a kind of holistic solution to a lot of problems. Chief Executive of New Zealand Rugby, Mark Robinson, I guess he's working very, very hard now with the Australian rugby boss, Andy Marinos, to uh, to sort it all out. Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take their word for it. They need to be. I mean, it's probably not about working hard. It's about... Because it's a difficult relationship that New Zealand has with Australia, as we all know. It's been a bit difficult and strained over the last two or three years with COVID arriving and, and the events of breaking up Super Rugby. The disappointing thing here is that what we actually got was a good solution at the end of last year. So it seems a bit odd that, yeah, here we are again, uh, New Zealand and Australia sitting around the table working out what to do when they've got a document signed, having already told them what they're going to do. So... This hopefully gets sorted out quite quickly. And uh, also, just finally, before we let you go, um, any thoughts on, uh, well, uh, Levi uh, Amur moving to the Crusaders from Moana Pacifica? Yeah, look, it's, that's a complicated one. On one level, you could argue that Levi's a guy that came through the New Zealand system. He played for the Chiefs. He played for the Blues. He's been uh, rejuvenated by his time in Moana. Yeah. Uh, and hence, he's been picked off by the All Blacks because I think that's always been Levi's goal to play for the All Blacks. Remove that context, however, and what we've got is we've got the one player that Moana have produced, you know, who's really shown, well, he's not going to be playing for Samoa. He's going to mm. end up playing for the All Blacks. So on a non-contextual level, that's a problem. But look, I think what we've got to be looking at with Moana is more holistic here. The, the, the club's clearly not quite right at the moment. The coach is leaving. Levi's leaving. They're not going to be playing mm-hmm. at Mount Smart. A lot of questions there about how do we fix it? What does everybody want to see from it? Oh, another headache in the world of rugby. Hey, Gregor, nice to, uh, nice to catch up, mate. You have a great week. Thank you. Bye. Gregor Paul joining us. It's a very, very good article that he has written today, exclusively in the New Zealand Herald. Super Rugby Pacific. Mm.